Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Dark Insight Podcast, episode 13. It's Friday, the 5th of February. I am Cliff Goldsmith, as always, and I'm joined as usual by the man on the other side of the planet, Mr. Charles Turner. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. It's a good thing we're not recording on Friday the 13th, so it'll be very bad luck. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've just got uh, my wife laughing in the corner at me, doing intros. She's laughing her ass off. <laughs> Thanks, wife. Yeah, that's why I always make you do them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I have a, a little little thing on me, me uh, shoulder taking the Mickey out of me today, which is fun. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, well, yeah, we'll crack on. Um, thought we'd jump into a, a question we had from um, the Law Hunter, a good friend on on Twitter and and previous guest. Uh, he tweeted and asked us, "Is it true?" That Jeremy is the dark wraith of Souls podcasts. Um, he tends to pop up in unknown places. Hold on. What's that? We've been invaded. Who is it? Hello. It's me. It's Jeremy. I've come to kill you and take your humanity. <laughs> uh, it's yours for the taking. I just want to beat this boss. <laughs> right, you got to run to the fog gate. I'm here. Yeah. Um, just run as fast as you can. Clifford, Charles, hello. How are you guys? Hello, welcome on. Um, yes, we've, we have been invaded, but this time it's been invaded. Jeremy is not a, a dark wraith. He's, he's joined <laughs> us as uh, a way of light or a sunbro. I think a sunbro is probably cooler, isn't it? <laughs> uh, sunbro is And he's joining cool. our big announcement that we've been teasing along the way is that he is joining the podcast uh, as a co-host permanent on The Dark Insight. Yes, two have now become three. So we are now a trio on the podcast. Uh, yeah, Jeremy is now permanent. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot more of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. I hope you guys don't lose any listeners because of this. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. Um, so yeah, we've, we've, we've nabbed, nabbed him up. Uh, Jeremy, as, as many know, who listen to podcasts in this community. He is a regular guest on many podcasts. Uh, but we've managed <laughs> to tie him way. down. We managed to tie him down, and now he is ours. <laughs> we, we must have thrown was... enough of those uh, podcast monies at you, Jeremy. <laughs> your your, your podcast monies. dollar offer was, was very, very high. Uh, it was just a shade more than everybody else was offering me, which was absolutely nothing. So No, <laughs> now, you guys uh, reached out to me on Twitter, I think, and said, uh, would you be interested in doing it? And I'd been kind of looking for a... I'd been looking to start my own thing for a while, and um, instead of doing all of that work if you guys already have a vehicle in motion i'll just hop on with you and uh I, i'm really looking forward to this i don't have a an outlet to talk about games and stuff like that so this is gonna be a, a lot of fun well, glad mate. to have you uh, yes super, super super glad you said yes and we're very glad to have you on board and obviously we're just moving the podcast forward sort of we've had a really good first year for the podcast nothing but uh it's been, it's been great. The listeners have been going up and up and they're having you jump on board, Jeremy, just just to boost boost the enjoyment for our listeners. 
just have a few different perspectives so uh it's onwards and upwards for the show so yeah uh it's awesome to have you on board yes welcome aboard well thank you guys i'm looking forward to it um you guys want to jump in and talk about some video games yeah yeah so yeah usually we talk about weather first don't we well, I, I don't think people really got on with the weather cast. <laughs> don't think they wait because the, the weather's weather been really weird here. So, like, it was cold for a day and then it got warm again. Does it do that where you are? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is actually. It's been really hot and now it's cold. <laughs> no, it's just been cold. <laughs> I'm in London. It's just cold, cold and rainy. <laughs> yeah, cold and rainy. Eleven months yeah. of the year. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Games. Yeah. Games. Jeremy. Because you are now part of the show, what have you been playing? What's been going on in the world of Jeremy and the world of gaming with you? What's 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 been going on? Um, well, so far January has been pretty. Well, this is not even January anymore. Um, <laughs> January was a really good month for me. Uh, my sister had a baby. That's not video game related, but now I've got a little nephew. Awesome. Um, he's a, he's only a couple weeks old, but I've already got a controller in his hands. He's you know. I'll, well, I'll get him there. I'm going to compete with uh, Vader to bring him on and do some YouTube videos with him eventually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, as far as games, the the big thing that I've been playing and probably the biggest release over the last week or so is uh, The Witness, um, which is a game from Jonathan Blow, who you may remember did the platformer Braid several years ago, many, mm. many years ago now. Um, the Witness is a really interesting and addictive and um, a very divisive game, I think. So the the basic concept is you're a you're it's a first person view and you're walking around on this island and you're solving puzzles. There's very very little narrative hook to like pull you along. You just come up to a panel, you solve the puzzle, you go to the next one, and eventually like something happens. But literally saying what happens would kind of spoil everything about the game. There's so little of the game. I don't want to say there's so little of the game there, but there's so little narrative hook to get you along that I don't saying anything about it would like kind of ruin it for you. <laughs> um, yep. But the, the the way it d- deals with the puzzles is really interesting. Like, um, you know, the very first one you solve, you start from the beginning and you guide this beam of light across to the end, and um, they steadily add rule sets upon rule sets to make it more and more complicated. And then they start combining those rule sets together. So by the end of it, you can get some, to some like really mind melding. Like you just kind of get in the zone and like you just figure it out and you feel amazing. <clears throat> have you nice. have you guys looked at it or, or messed around with it at all? Well, I've got my surprise number two of the podcast is that I picked up to witness this week. <laughs> Ooh, nice, um, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> pulling I've a CJ from Twitter Humanities. <laughs> They've been playing it late at night, so you guys couldn't see me on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually picked it up. I showed my wife and. As you know, Jeremy, it looks just amazing. Like it looks gorgeous. Like the, all the screenshots just look really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. I showed my wife the trailer, um, and so and I said, oh, you know, I'd really like to. I said to her, I really like to play this with you. It could be something that we do instead of watch a TV show at night. We could just play this for half an hour. And she said, yeah, for sure. And so yeah, we've, we've had two like half an hour, forty minute sessions of the game, and we love it. Okay. Like it's great just seeing the. What I was interesting, I've heard people talking about motion sickness with the game, <clears> and I, the first night, I, we sat in our games room, um, and we were quite close to the TV, and my wife said, yes, within half an hour, she was pretty, pretty bit nauseous. Um, and I wonder if it, cause I didn't feel as bad, maybe because I'm used to games more, or I was controlling it. Um, what do you, what, have you had any problems with that? 
the motion? Not at all. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of people talk about that. I know on the uh, PC version, they've released several updates to address that. Um, so they've released like where you can do some field of view sliders and some, uh, uh, you can change the acceleration for when you run. Um, and something which I've heard people say, you know, helps them out a little bit on it. Um, I'm really I jealous did, that you got to play it with, with your wife. Um, I, this is like a game I think I really thought my wife would be into, um, but she was traveling all week. So I didn't, I, I went ahead, just jumped in and started playing. And then when she got home, I was like, let me show you this game. And, she looked at it for about five minutes and I kind of showed her how to solve one. And she was like, I hate this. I don't even want to watch you play it. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while she'll come in and like, she sees my, and you guys have seen this on Twitter too. Like she sees my notebook full of like stuff that I'm actually like drawing down to try to figure out how to solve this. And she's like, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't play this game. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. I'm almost finished. I promise. <laughs> I, I could just picture her just sitting there like, nah, fuck that. Frozen for that. <laughs> That's mental. Um, but no, we've really enjoyed it. Um, so the, the motion sickness wasn't great, but last night we jumped, I've got a PlayStation TV, you know, the little Vita things. I hardly ever use it, but it's in our room. And so I chucked that on. And so a smaller TV, actually, it's only a HD TV. It's only 720. And so it actually looked a bit more gritty and real uh, on a not full HD screen. It was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> And so, but we're further away, and it didn't seem to be as much of a problem. The motion, so I wonder if that's why it's worse for PC gamers because they're so close to their screens. Yeah, you you yeah. do really tend to find, obviously, being a uh, an ex PC gamer myself, if you're sitting at your desk close and you haven't got at least sort of seventy plus field of view, it can make you feel really sick. Because uh, the way our eyes work, you need at least seventy upwards. I used to play at around ninety field of view on PC sort of because but when they most console games tend to be at around 60 and on pc that if you're sitting that close it can give you a bit of motion sickness oh, interesting mm. um <clears throat> but yeah um we, we really enjoyed working together and solving the puzzles like you you'd know there's like the tutorial it's like this locked area you start in and it's like three simple puzzles that you got to do and it's not really a puzzle it's more just this is how you move your thumb to, to draw a line <laughs> uh, um it's more of a like mini mazes and then there's like as you know jeremy there's a door not far from the entrance of the game the start of the game and it has this mental puzzle and you look at it and it's like i was like nope there's no way we're solving this and then we went a few <laughs> a few more meters down and then there was like rows of, i think it was eight there's like two sets of eight screens and all they were were teaching you a principle about puzzles and they get previously harder and we did those 16 puzzles and we went run around, went back and solved that first puzzle that we looked at. And it was like, nope, there's no way we're solving that. And we solved it like simple, easy because we it taught you really well um, how to be smarter. And I, yeah, I really like that. The game is the game is super brilliant about um, like just tutorializing without like putting anything on the screen whatsoever. Um, like it just just showing you a very basic shape and like, OK, and like. It'll show it to you in such a way where there's only one way to solve it, and so you immediately say, "Okay, you like you don't learn it like it doesn't tell you, hey, you know, separate these colors or anything like that." But you, there's only one way to solve it, and it happens to do the thing, and then it gets more and more complicated. And um, I'm, I'll be very interested. I, I what your like, what your hardest puzzles were, um, because there's like, I think there's about ten sections on the island, and all of them have a different rule, and then there was. 
one that I had a lot of trouble with that I really, really enjoyed. And then there was one that I absolutely despised. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the cool, the, the cool thing about the game is you don't have to finish all of them. Uh, of those 10 areas, you only have to finish it's about seven, seven to get the ending, which is kind of cool. So if you get to a set you, that's too hard or that you can't complete it, you can just skip it. But I heard that if you do all 11, you get a secret ending. That is true. Mm. <laughs> so I'm at a... We are oh, secret ahead. endings. <laughs> so here's a little question for you. Like, uh, I'll only aim this at you, Jeremy, because obviously you mentioned it. I, I've, I've looked at the witness, and it's saying, I thought right, I could get into... Does it become repetitive just doing puzzles over and over again? Because I kind of looked at it, I thought, right, I like a puzzle game, but if that's all you're doing constantly, do you find you get a bit of puzzle fatigue and you have to give it a break, or can you just sit down for long sessions and plow into it? Um, I, Both, I guess. Because um, what, what happens <clears throat> to me is I can play it for a long time, and I'm figuring stuff out, and that again, that feel, feeling of figuring it out and finally grasping a mechanic for the first time is so rewarding like it's it's really really a nice feeling and then you go to the next puzzle and it uses that mechanic it twists that mechanic and you have no idea how the game what the game expects you to do (laughs) and so at that point you kind of run up against a brick wall and you're like "Ah, i can't figure this out and i've got about maybe 20 minutes of looking at one puzzle and then i'm i check out i'm like okay I'm, i'm done i can't i can't handle this and i've gotten to the point in the game now where there's not too many other places for me to go so um interesting when I started the game, like I could just say, oh, I don't understand what this thing is doing. So I just went off to a different area and did like 30 more puzzles. So at that point, I could just keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Um, and but now, now I've done down. all of the, yeah, I've done all of the areas. Um, but like, if you look at the puzzle count, like I've done 350 panels and <laughs> there's like 600 in the game that I've seen. So I've yeah. got to be finding, there's got to be a ton of hidden stuff in there that I'm not seeing. So um the the thing that i will go back to to answer your question like if if you're the type of type of guy that wants like like portal 2 is this game gets keeps getting compared to portal 2 somewhat because portal Mm. 2 was a puzzle game um and portal 1 i guess but it had that it had that hook it had glados like making fun of you the entire game yeah it had a story so it was pulling you along this game is totally missing that if there's a story in it and i've got probably 20 or 30 hours into it i haven't the only thing I've come across are like some real annoying to listen to audio logs. That's it. <laughs> and like at one point there was an art film. <laughs> no lie. So like if oh, that, weird. if yeah, no. Um, if that doesn't, if if just the puzzle solving doesn't look interesting to you, I'd I'd probably wait for you know wait for a sale or something. Mm. Uh, but for me, like I knew from the trailer, like the art style was enough to get me right into it. Oh, it's very pretty. Like just you yeah, stop me, like ooh, that's nice. <laughs> I know. But, like the cherry blossoms they go in and it's very quick very early on like it's almost as soon as you leave the the tutorial area there's this cherry blossom like orchard it's just so pretty and pink Um, oh yeah absolutely that's but but that's one thing that i I haven't heard people say this pro what i don't think i've heard them say it um clifford is that the puzzles aren't just puzzles they're actually environmental cues and things that push you along and so you're not just looking at puzzles and trying to solve a puzzle in a screen and that's what when you see screenshots of the puzzles they make no sense uh if you haven't played the game Mm. because i could never understand it but um yeah there's actually a lot of environmental cues like there's the puzzle we did last night was in the cherry blossom um, forest orchard thing and and we we spoilers 
Well, yeah, I'll try not to, but the puzzle puzzle was quite linear and it was just had had like one start, eight, eight or oh, 16 in, um, potential ends. And I was stubborn. I was like, I just guessed. I just did it and then I got it right and then it would lead you to the next one. And then I just would guess. And if you failed, it would restart the first one. So you have to go back and start again. And I did that for like, we did that for like 10 minutes of just like guessing our way in. I said, it can't, this can't be how it's done. And then we just kind of stepped back and we're like, oh, that's it. And we found out how to solve the puzzle so you could actually get the answer and know for sure. Right. So um, there's an actual mechanic that you learn and you need that mechanic to apply to the next set of puzzles. So you, you can't, so say if I went and looked on a guide to find the answer to the puzzle, that would generally screw me over because I'm not learning the mechanic of that puzzle. It would. Yeah. Exactly. That would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's what, so it's not just puzzles. There's the environment to enjoy and also find cues and things from. Um, and there's, there's a great little, little, um, it's just a real simple thing that just kind of gave us the answer to the last one of that that path because there's you there was like four or five of these orchard um cherry blossom puzzles and the last one was a little bit of a twist on it and it was just so good like finding it and seeing it in the environment and that's what i like about it that you just got you've got to be very aware of all your senses and um and what's around you um yeah would you would you say it was a game like if I was to play it, you can pick it up and do a bit here, do a bit there? Like if I was playing another game like and I decided, oh, I don't fancy that tonight, I'll just throw a couple of hours in there, a couple of hours in there. Could you leave it periods and still know what was going on? Or would you think you would forget these puzzle mechanics? Well, the good thing I don't think that you would forget them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I, didn't, I don't think you'll forget them at all. Like, like, like Vader was saying, like number one, the panels stay solved even if you unsolve them if that makes sense. So if you go back to the first panel, um, it won't. So I guess when you complete a panel, it unlocks a second one. Um, but if you go back to that first one to relearn the mechanic, like if you forget about it, um, you know, starting over from the beginning of the first one doesn't disable the second one. So you can go back and familiarize yourself with the mechanics of the, and the first tutorial puzzles, and then go right back to the end where, and pick it up right where you left off. That said, like I don't think that you'll forget them because once you kind of grasp the mechanics, like you kind of internalize them. Like I don't think I'll ever, like I'll always know how to do the Tetris pieces now <laughs> because because the like, game yeah. like pushed that inside. Of, like I, that sounds real dirty. The game like <laughs> the game like taught me how to do it so much and like twisted it around and looked at it from every possible angle that now I just I have that understanding. Like I don't think I'll forget. Like those puzzles could show up in a totally different game and I think I would hit them immediately. They're like, oh right. yeah, I know how to do that. <laughs> Hit them out of frustration, or hit them, <laughs> get them right. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, I've heard someone else, and it was actually quite on another podcast. Actually, um, gaming lag. They they <clears> described <throat> it as it's almost like they're teaching you another language, like and 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 yeah. the, the gameplay mechanics. Like you're learning just as like a small child, you learn certain words quickly. Like you learn simple words and then you devo- you evolve your ability to speak by learning new words as you grow. And that's kind of how they do it. Each kind of type of puzzle, they'll start you off with one simple thing and they'll then they'll expand on that. Um, and you see learning new aspects of how to solve more complex versions of that puzzle. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that um, on a lot of other podcasts, actually, to be honest. They've all sort of said it's like learning language. You learn a bit here, a bit there, and then you kind of put that together to make a sentence. And it, it is just, yeah, and it's kind of, as you say, just ingrained in you as you go along, teaching you bit by bit to solve the next stuff, which is quite cool. It, it's so I, I've played very little compared to Jeremy, mm-hmm. but it's super cool like um, getting to 
you've done you've you've kind of worked out a mechanic for one puzzle you solve it you've got to the end of that kind of path and then you go you go off another path and you're like halfway through it and you're like oh i know what this is i learned that before <laughs> and you feel real it's like it's like i can use that again and like and it, they've, they've done it a couple of times where they've thrown in a new mechanic or and, and then use the new an old mechanic you've already learnt into this new mechanic and it kind of just meld them together it's yeah it's really cool <laughs> awesome no, it's, it sounds it sounds fun. It sounds like if you like that puzzle stuff, this is the the one to play because it sounds like the puzzles are pretty pretty spectacular. Well, that's uh, I don't know. I haven't heard many people, people talk about the puzzles a lot. Um, I'm new <clears> to it, so I don't know how it's going to end. But so far, it seems that it feels really open. But it's still the the level design's really clever in that it will still lead you down paths per section. Mm-hmm. But it will still feel open. Is that is that right? Later on, Jeremy. Absolutely, and you'll. Um, it does not to say every game is like Dark Souls, but it does some really interesting uh, shortcuts between these areas too. Um, so every uh, good game is like Dark Souls. Every good game is Dark Souls. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> let's just commit. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, the but yeah, they'll, they'll, you'll find like crazy shortcuts. Um, I, I finished an area the other day and um, rode up this elevator, and as I was riding up, I happened to look over and I was like, "Wait a minute." So I went back down, um, and and sure enough, it was a shortcut to a completely different area that I didn't even think was connected to anything. So like you'll you'll find some really neat stuff like that the more you dig cool. in. Cool. And then it doesn't sound like you've even found like the super cool part of the game that I can't that I won't spoil or say out loud. But like there's a there's no, there's no. some moments where you're gonna be going, oh oh what how does what and then you want to go back and start at the beginning of the game and go how did I miss this it was they were here all <laughs> oh. along like that kind of stuff so. Well, I, I have found some cool, like, I wouldn't call it artwork, almost like um, kind of biology kind of sketches of hum- human anatomy. Kind mm-hmm. of like, that, and that stuff, I find that stuff intriguing. That's like, why is it here? <laughs> like, this must mean something. And so, yeah, I've been really enjoying just finding these little bits of, like, pictures and stuff around the place. And, yeah, it's quite cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super interested to hear you uh I guess I'll be here every week so we can talk next week about it. <laughs> but I'm, I'll be very interested to hear your opinion as the game goes on. We'll, we'll change our name to the Dark Witness. There you go. <laughs> um, um, cool. Other than that, yeah, the, the only other game, I, the only yeah, the only other game I wanted to talk about was um, Shadow Tower on PSN. Yeah, see, I've heard, I've heard I heard you talk about it, and I think uh, Gary from uh, Bonfire Side Chat mentioned it as well. I'd not heard of this. It's always, it so, seems to have slipped me by. Well, this was a, um, apparently this was <clears throat> a critical, like, bomb. Like, when it came out for the original uh, PlayStation 1, um, it's a, I guess to back up a little bit, um, it's a From Software game, so it's it predates Kingsfield, uh, oh, which is okay. kind of like the roots of Dark Souls. Um, this is a kind of a normal, this is a first-person dungeon crawler in the PlayStation era, so it looks like garbage. <laughs> uh, you can still buy it on PSN. It'll play on your PS3, but it'll play on your Vita. Um, I think the best way to play it would probably be on the Vita because you can change the control scheme. Um, on the PS3, it's... Remember, it was PS1, and so they didn't have sticks. They didn't have, like, your analog sticks. So you walk... <clears throat> you look up and down using the L2 and R2 buttons. Ugh. And it's a... I know, I know, it's horrible. And then you, you know, this is a combat game. Like you're, you start out and you, you know, you have a, you pick up a, 
axe or a club or a spike or something and then you start like hitting spiders like it is it is hard um but there's something to it like there's some something really really interesting to it and then you mentioned gary um, they're covering it for their off season for bonfire side chat so he's been talking about it a lot um in fact he's wrote up a guide on kind of to get people started on it and uh which is very very helpful but yeah it's it's interesting to see kind of like the roots of the souls games of like what they were doing even before they did demon souls before miyazaki came on and see like and you can see some of those you can see some of the early like signs of where they were going with this stuff um and yeah. for a playstation one game it's insanely complicated so yeah it was like well, could... five bucks on psn so <clears throat> nice because yeah i know dave, dave control live he's done all the um all the kingsfield games and i don't know how he does it that that's that axes with the bumpers just seems so complicated and hard <laughs> like trying to control the first person it drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah, and and on the Vita, you can map it so that your um, that right stick good. looks up and down. Yeah, uh, but you can't do that on the PS3. I even tried do to boot if- it up in an emulator, uh, and I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't remap the controls in my emulator, which was kind of a bummer. Do you know if you can remap it through the Vita and using a PlayStation controller, PlayStation 4 controller, like the Vita TV, sorry? I- I do not know. I'd be very curious if you could because um, I've been kind of thinking about buying a PSTV just for Vita games. So if you if you buy it and check it out, let me know. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I wish cheap. it was on PS4 because you can just change the, you know, on the PS4 you can just change the buttons in the operating system and just do it. So have you, did you say you've played much or? I got about, I think like partway into the first world and it's, just getting used to the controls is a major challenge. And then once I got used to the controls, um, I was kind of making progress and I was doing well. And I finally found a save point. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's a real funny thing about the game. You start it up and if you die, you don't. It's, there's no automatic saves. <laughs> so you have to start the whole game over again. And you, I did that probably 15 Ooh. times before I found a save point. <laughs> brutal. Very dated mechanics. Yeah. <clears throat> that's brutal. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it's brutal. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very much it's just, um, very similar to the Kingsfield games, from what I know. Because I've 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 mm-hmm. watched and listened to Dave uh, Dave Control Live play a bunch of these games, and to be honest, they look still look pretty good considering how old they are. <laughs> yeah, the music in Kingsfield, especially, is really good. I've never played the games, but I've listened to the soundtracks. They're really good. Awesome. So I uh I've been talking obviously talking to you on Twitter and stuff and I've seen you've been up to you installing a new hard drive in your PS4 and your PS3. Well, yeah, yeah, I um how, I finally how filled did the that PS4 go? up. Took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time. <laughs> I won't go through the whole process, but um like I had a external drive I was backing up onto and that took about 6 hours to back up. Yep. And then yep. swap the drive, and then six hours to restore. So, like, if you're if you're planning on doing it, definitely clear out some some gaming time or rely on another system or something. And then um, the PS3 seemed like it was even longer, but I think that was because I was downloading a bunch of stuff uh, on the PS3, and I think that just takes forever. I'd forgotten how slow the PlayStation 3 is. I hadn't used it in forever, and so. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's nice having that two terabyte drive in the in the PS4 now. Like, yeah, you know, not worrying about filling it up with games or anything like i was right like i couldn't install anything so this was a good time to, to swap it out yeah i did the same um mm. i upgraded my ps4 
I needed one terabyte because I just ha- I had a spare one terabyte external hard drive lying around. Oh, so nice. I just used that. Um, yeah, I, it was like a Seagate backup plus, and you just crack it open. Um, and you, that's, I, that's exactly what I bought. Drive. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so. um, it's funny because that that like can be cheaper than buying just the, the laptop hard drive. Like it's cheaper to buy the external. And so now I've got a 500 gigabyte external hard drive from the old PS4 uh, hard drive that I pulled out. Yeah. So that's what I put into the PS3. Um, So I just put up because I had the old 80 gig PS3. So I slapped Uh, the 500 gig in that and then and restored and did all that stuff. Um, Because, you know, I get, you know, we're all PS Plus subscribers, I'm I'm assuming. But uh, you get so many free PS3 games. But and I've been like adding them to my download list, but just not downloading them. So I could have them. So I went through and downloaded it was probably like 60 games Jeez. Had. it was ridiculous like I'm, I'm like the entire mass effect trilogy i have now on ps3 and i'm like i i'm sure i'll have an extra 200 hours to put into that oh, one day i was just about to say how god's name are you ever gonna play all that no never it's never gonna happen but hey i have them yeah uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised how these, some of these games are getting big. Because I got a, as you both know, I got an Xbox uh, One for Christmas, and I don't have that many games. But I'm already halfway through the hard drive. Like it's a one terabyte, and I'm Jeez. already halfway through yeah. it. I, I, but at least with the yeah. Xbox One, you can just plug in your external. Like you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll actually use external drives, which is really nice. Can you not do yeah, that with the PS3? Does, does the PS3, uh, sorry, PS4 not work with ex- external drives then? Because I've never, I never tried it. No. So. Nah. Nah, yeah. You can, you um, to... yeah, you can put saves and, and like video files on a thumb drive, but, but that, that's it. You can't install games to it. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit janky. <laughs> Sony, it, is, on it is one of the negatives. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the negatives about, about the PlayStation 4 in comparison to the Xbox One, and there's not many. So it's see, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, see, the good thing, good thing for me, like, I don't know whether anyone. Well, you probably know from Twitter. Everyone who's listening is. I, I'm very sort of religious in what I play. I only really play one or two games at any one time. So my my hard drive and my PS4 is dead empty. I've got like 400 gigs still left on it. I have one or two games in, and I I intentionally on purpose don't put anything else on there other than the two games I'm playing at that time. And once they're finished, then I can put something else on. Otherwise, I just end up it snowballs and I end up with a gazillion games and I never finish any of them and I get <laughs> I, I hate it I get this real bad like thing in my head if I haven't finished a game it kind of eats away at my head and I'm like oh I've got to finish it I can't just leave it unfinished <laughs> well see I have a hard time finishing games sometimes I get a bit sad near the end of games and kind of delay it I come up with excuses not to finish I don't know what it is but I just have this I did it with Tomb Raider like I Got I knuckled through it real quickly over the Christmas break after getting it for, um, getting it for, uh, as a present and yeah I got right at the end and it's been like three weeks and finally last night I was like I'm gonna do it um, <laughs> and and I sat down and finished it um, yeah but I have I'm the opposite I just gotta have all the games all the games all the games <laughs> give me all of the games all of the games um. But that's really about it. I had put some more stuff in the notes, but I didn't. I didn't really play anything uh, that I would want to talk about. So. 
All right, I guess we could talk about Destiny. I don't know if you guys have talked about Destiny too much. Or <laughs> no, I, I don't, to be honest, because you're a new player coming in after the Taken King came out, it'd be nice to... Yeah, how, how has your experience gone with that? Because obviously the whole game's um, the structure's completely different for you now to when, obviously, I worked my way through and whatnot, so the structure's different now. I want to know how you managed yeah, when, to level 40 in three days. Huh. Well, there's... Um, Shout-outs to my... XP boost exactly. Uh, shout outs to my my, my friend um, uh, Brian Wade on Twitter. I think he goes by Wade Brian on Twitter. Um, we and him were going back and forth, and he was like, "Oh man, you should jump on. It's good. You know, I'm having a good time. We could party up. We could do stuff." And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I played the beta and I wasn't into it." And he goes, and then one day I wake up and he just had bought me the game. So shout outs to that dude for doing that. Right. And I found out why he did it, because um, he's a really nice guy and he's a true gentleman. But also, uh, if you're a friend. player, if you get the referral <laughs> thing, uh, when we play together, you get twice as much XP. Uh, yeah. So you get a double XP boost. And that works for bounties, it works for weapons, it mm-hmm. works for your subclass and everything. So I think in like, I started playing on a Saturday and it was something like Wednesday or Thursday where I was at, or I hit level 40. And um, yeah, it, goes, it went very, very quick. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun. The game's fun. Like the shooting and everything feels great. Uh, the weapons are kind of interesting. I wish there was more to the game, and I can only imagine mm. what it was like when it first came out. Damn. I hear Charles in the background laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, like because we we just and I know I was being kind of being carried because uh, like I was level twenty five or thirty, and my friends were all forty, and they were kind of just you know running me through the story content, but um. Like, I just wish there was more to it. Like, people just, like, from a story perspective, like, at one point, like, somebody just showed up and, like, told me she didn't have enough time to talk to me and then, like, left. Oh, <laughs> I guess that geez. was a big character. The stranger. But, yeah. but that, yeah, the stranger. And, like, I was like, I don't know who that, whatever. Okay, cool. Let's just let's just keep leveling up. Let's move those meters to the right. That's yeah. all I'm doing. <laughs> that was the problem with Original Destiny. The story was just so unbelievably convoluted and just broken. But that this is the thing. When you have you played the any of the Taken King content now? I've done everything except for the raids. Yeah, see the Taken King because it, it's got cutscenes and it's actually got a story arc, whereas the rest mm-hmm. of the content beforehand was just like, "Here's some shit, go do it." <laughs> but the, yeah, does the, that... the missions in the Taken. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Does that story arc in the Taken King actually make? Does it actually add to the original, or is it just completely separate? Um, the way I played it was, it was pretty segmented. Like I felt yeah. like, like I finished the game and I got like a cutscene, and then there was just, I had more icons on my screen for, um, I guess, is it house of wolves? Was that the first DLC? Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then I had, yeah. And then I had some taking King stuff. So yeah, yeah it, it seems pretty separated. And like when you start the taking King stuff, you get like a whole cutscene about why that dude is bad and why you should go shoot him. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty much the core of the game. But the missions are actually kind of cool. Like they're a lot cooler. Like most of the missions in the base game seem like they were go to a spot, um, shoot them throw out your shoot ghost. The robots. <laughs> wait and, for a yeah, door to unlock. Sh- wait for a door to unlock and then shoot dudes while you're waiting yeah. for the door. That was it. And I got really good at deploying my ghost. Like that was a specialized, <laughs> specialized <laughs> skill. I could deploy my ghost like nobody <laughs> else. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of in the shoot that that's the bad i don't want to talk about destiny for an hour i see why people were doing it though i used to complain <laughs> about people talking on a podcast for hours about destiny I'd be like oh my god i'm so bored 
Um, but now I see because it's such a like there's it's it's so close to being a really fucking good game. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they just yeah. Anyway, the, you guys the, know everything about Destiny. I'm not coming to it. And the, 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 <laughs> just just a quick point on that. There was obviously Destiny Two is rumored to have be coming out this year. Looks like hopefully it's going to be delayed till next year. Everyone's like, oh no, I'm so goddamn happy they've done that because they can make Destiny Two such a good game. So good if they just they've given themselves way over an extra year, Destiny Two could be amazing. So I'm, yeah, I just, I'm super happy. I hope that is true, and I hope they have pushed it to till next year. I hope they just don't they don't make it. I hope they make it a completely new game where this kind of run starts again. No, uh, well you can, but I, they have said from day one that Destiny Two your your character will carry over. Whether that's the XP and stuff, or whether that's just your character as a person we don't know we don't know how that's going to work so yeah yeah i just it, really that's just they're calling it destiny 2 but really if, then it's just an expansion it's just a way to charge more money for what what, what it is though they're, they're trying to they're trying to keep the fan base happy because a lot of people basically said we didn't want to put hundreds and hundreds of hours in and lose that progression so they're just i think they're just yeah. trying to please the fan base a little bit i don't think it's going to majorly affect Destiny 2. I think it's going to be more, right, you've got all this stuff, you can use it, but it's going to be gone quite quickly, if you know what I mean, with new new gear. Like Taken King was, where you worked so hard, Taken King came out, bosh, that old stuff was pretty much non-viable straight away. You needed to use the Taken King stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, it should be cool. Should be cool, I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems but that's it for me. But awesome, awesome. Well, no, that's um, cool. You've had, had some good stuff there. Like, no, it's, it, it was interesting seeing that you had, like you playing Destiny. I was like, where the hell did that come from? But and now I know. <laughs> someone just up and bought you a game. <laughs> Quite rare. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> Brian's a really nice dude. I know him from the um, the uh, Duck Feed guys, the Bonfire Side Chat. Oh, yeah, cool. He's one of their fans. So. <clears throat> Pro click follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so how did he buy for you? Did because I don't know if you could buy on PSN for others, or did he just send you a code? You can. Yeah, you can send. You, he, I guess he bought the game from because Amazon sells digital codes. So I'm assuming that he just like bought the game and got the code and sent me the code. Okay, so yeah, because you can't do that through the PSN, but yeah, you can do it. I don't think so. No, but, but yeah, Amazon sells codes. I think. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, uh, Clifford, what have you been playing? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I, well, as, as everyone knows, I moved myself into my, my second room so I can do streaming and whatnot. Well, that ain't got the fucking plan, has it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've had some serious internet connection issues moving to the second room and I just can't hold a stable stream from my second room unless I drill holes in the house and wire it through because i've been running on uh do you know the the power line things where that you can wire it in yep. but it goes through the electricity mm-hmm. i'm getting solid speeds like obviously 100 down 10 up but it's not stable enough and it's just not mm-hmm. cutting it over wi-fi so i i can't stream from the second room but it was my birthday the other day uh got enough money and i went out and bought myself a avermedia capture card so I'm now nice. going to start doing Let's Play game walkthroughs on YouTube. So 
I can just record as I'm going, talk bollocks like I do always, and just throw them up on YouTube. It's like, let's play walkthroughs. Uh, I'll probably, my first one's probably going to be Division. I'll start with the Division. So nice, yes. Happy cool. happy birthday, by the way. I uh, slipped that. You kind of slipped oh, yeah. that in there, and you kind of slipped that in on Twitter the other day too. And everyone was like, "Wait, it's your birthday for that?" <laughs> it's, what? It's so funny. Like everyone, like I went on Facebook. This is just nothing because, like, I hired my birthday. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like because I, I on Facebook. I used to go on there. It's like 170 messages of a happy birthday. I'm like, oh, geez, my phone's just going off all day, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> It doesn't matter. People, people who know me will say "Happy Birthday." They'll remember. So, but no one ever does. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I like to keep it quite, quite a fair. Like I didn't do anything, so it's just I'm getting old now. So, <laughs> yeah, another year old, another year older. Mm. But yes, speaking of division, obviously division beta. I've been playing a goddamn lot of that. That one beta, I put close to twenty hours into. Yeah, I wasn't far behind you. Yeah, like good, for a beta, good 15, that's I think. yeah, it's pretty mad for a beta. Beta, beta. What do you think, Twin Humanities? What's your answer? <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> listening to their podcast today, they was discussing whether sort of to call it beta or beta. I, I, I don't know. I'm just whatever. It changes. <laughs> it changes from day to day with me. I'm like beta, beta. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, you and I'm I had the same uh, comment on that as when they were taking questions. It's like it doesn't even feel like a beta anymore. It's just a it's demo. just a demo. Yeah, just what call are, it a demo. That's the thing that the only <laughs> call thing it what that, it is. Yeah, exactly. The only thing they can be testing is service stress. There's there's not much they can change, albeit there's a lot they have got to change <laughs> before the game comes out now because of all that stuff people found with those uh, super mad game breaking stuff because uh, invisible dudes well that's the thing they, they they've done a thing with their network and i don't know how it works personally but i know for a fact well i know that the way it kind of works is all the information that the clients send in their servers intrinsically trust without checking it so people are just changing like unlimited ammo un- unlimited health and it's oh, firing it off to the server yeah it's firing it to the server and the server's going yeah that's fine no problems just letting it through so yeah, the, the, on that side of things, the game's just like bust. But I heard, I've heard I, from network people that that's kind of like networking 101, that you kind of shouldn't do that. And they've kind of done it, which is a bit dumb. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll be a quick, easy fix. They'll be able to fix that pretty quick. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, the other glitchy thing I came across was um, people who've been invisible. Um, and that oh. kind of spoiled some yeah. experience. I was replaying the, the main mission that you could, and I just teamed up with some randoms and just randomly searched joined in with them and i thought that's, that's a bit weird like the guys aren't really looking at us like the enemies <laughs> and then they sent me a party chat invite and like they said oh just so you know this actually is three of us but one of us is invisible um <laughs> which made him which made him invincible yeah and he could just run around and the enemies would focus on him because he was out in the open and they'd just be shooting at him and then we could just stay yeah. in cover and shoot whenever we okay. felt like it. See, I came across <laughs> this problem on the very last day of the, the beta. I was playing with, obviously, Dominic, who done all our art. Thanks, Dom. And Confused Bish, uh, another guy I met who's pretty cool. But we was playing in the Dark Zone on the last day. And there was, obviously, an invisible dude running around the Dark Zone just killing everyone. And it was... Yeah, see, that sucks. So shitty. 
And we well, even we even left the instance, came back in, hopefully hoping it was re-instance, but no, he was still in there. It was just like, oh, geez. So hopefully that's saying, because that's a pretty game-breaking thing with people running yeah. around just killing. And they're, they're invincible as well. You can't even like hit them at all, even if you kind of yeah. know where they are. But yep. glitches aside, I'm, I, I, my, my uh, level of excitement had dropped off for it. I thought, oh, I sod it, pre-ordered it, got my beta. Uh, I didn't cancel it. I did. I did really. Uh, <laughs> and then uh yeah got in and i gotta say i'm pretty surprised because it is it feels more rpg than shooter which is awesome for me i'm yeah. really 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 into sort of the perk system the abilities and because uh, paddy was talking about this actually and he was saying about how he likes to um have the ability to have all the all the abilities and perks and be able to uh, pick and choose but most games skill trees kind of lock you into one thing whereas this doesn't uh, like the abilities and perks are tied to upgrading your base rather than skill points so you, if you upgrade all three wings which is like tech medical and security you can basically get all the abilities and you can pick and choose when and where you want them so if you go into a team one could be medical one could be tech blah 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 and you can switch that up whenever you want which is awesome so it means you can customize your guy for whatever situation you're running into which is pretty awesome yeah i like that because that's the problem that's the thing i with <clears throat> destiny is that I, I got through i got to the point in the original release where i was at max level and it was kind of or close to and it's um and I was like, oh, I want to try something different. I'm kind of bored of the hunter. Let's go just try something else. And then I try, try leveling up, and I was like, I can't do this. I've already done it. It's just too much of a grind. And so I gave up. <laughs> Whereas this, this you can, as you say, Clifford, you could just switch out. Like you can, I want to be a tank today. Next time I'm going to be the medic. Like yeah, it's you can completely switch, or you can be a tank medic. You can have a shield and then a healing ability. Like yeah, exactly. That freedom to just choose and to customize. And then each perk, which I unlock near the end of my time with the beta, is that each perk has upgrades within it that yeah. you can kind of alter. Yeah, so, modifications. That, yeah. yeah. And it was quite it was simple, but also quite um, thorough and, and in-depth, the, the mechanics. Um, yeah, very. Yeah. So, so y'all, y'all help me out here. Um, cool. I haven't played a game with Tom Clancy on the name of it since like the original Rainbow Six for PC back mm-hmm. in the 90s. Um, is this a first-person shooter? <laughs> uh, third. <laughs> Third person shooter, okay. And is it um like the multiplayer? Like, are you grouping up with your guys and like going out? Like, what what's the core gameplay? Like, are you going out to shoot <clears> other <throat> dudes and like, a, is it team deathmatch? Is it like a capture the flag situation? Like, what what's the, the core gameplay? That, like? That's what I like. the 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 online section isn't there isn't matches as you would have in a normal um shooter. Like, there's no kind of five minute time limit it's actually a persistent online deathmatch kind of thing and you don't actually have to kill each other because there are there are enemies it's pve and the dark and this is only in the dark zone there are, there's the main storyline which, which is based in the city and then there's a, a a walled off section which is contaminated and everyone that's kind of gameplay mechanic and also um to sit yeah to separate it from the rest, rest and also storyline to separate it from the rest of the game and it, yeah persistent online you can go chasing down loot with uh, and taking out gangs and other uh pve and you can go mm-hmm. solo or you can go in with a squad of four but there's uh, there's other agents because you're acting as div- division agents and you can shoot if you shoot another agent uh you go rogue 
And if you kill another agent, you go even worse rogue. <laughs> and, and it kind of levels up. And there's, <laughs> as soon as you go rogue, there's like a countdown. And so you can wait out the countdown. And if you kill like a, like two or three agents, you go to the, the, the highest level of rogue and you have five minute cooldown. And okay. you, there's a manhunt. And then every other agent in the, in the server can see where you are and try and hunt you down. Um, okay. and take you out and then they get rewarded for taking you out and you get rewarded for surviving um but it's all dynamic and on the go there's no kind of this is happening now we're starting there's a reward at the end it's all just evolving and, and dynamic as as you play um yeah and that's what i really like about it it's persistent yeah you you basically obviously you, you can go and kill your sort of pve mobs get your loot and basically because it's contaminated you need to take it to an extraction zone to extract it out of the area so you can then use it but obviously, at that time when you're extracting, you've all got that worry that there could be another team of players. They could be there just extracting and be nice, or they could turn on you and kill you and take all the gear that you've just worked really hard for. So you, you need to constantly be working with your team to sort of, right, there's a team over there keeping an eye on them. We'll keep them pinned down, make sure they're not turning on us but sometimes some people come in because it's a open mic they'll come in and sort of say oh like i'm friendly i'm friendly don't shoot sort of thing because it's a uh, f- uh i don't know what they call it vicinity mic so yeah yeah so you're so, close yeah but it's 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 yeah. really tense the extraction moments are sort super of, tense super tense because you're there waiting for the <laughs> chopper to come in to extract your gear but then other players because when you fire off the uh flare it alerts everyone on the server that there's an extraction happening so a lot of people tend to levitate to there to either get their gear out or try and rob you of all your stuff. So it's super tense because you've worked hard to get this loot and you've still got to get the bugger out of there. So you don't know whether you're going to get robbed or someone's going to come and help you out and support you. It's it's super, super tense. But yeah. you can do it solo in the dark zone. It's hard. It is. I won't. I won't, I won't it's yeah, good to have friends. It is very hard on your own. You can do it. I've done a few, and I know Charles done a few on his own as well. But, man, you can get brutalized if you're on your own. It's advisable in the dark zone to have a team. It becomes super, super fun if you've got two or more people in the dark zone. See, I had some really cool experiences with that <clears> tension <throat> and the, the gameplay. Um, there were... Um, I can't remember if it was me or someone else. I was going solo and we, um, someone called in a helicopter and there was a bunch of people waiting in the extraction zone. There'd have been a good seven or eight of us. And there was clearly a couple of squads and I was solo and there's, uh, one squad were Aussies and I'd seen them a few times throughout the day and I'd pop in and that chats me when they're near me. It's, ah, oh, it's you again. It's Van. That could be Vander instead of Vader. <laughs> it's Vander. It's Vander. Vander. <laughs> um, g'day mate. How's it going? Um, and, and they're all friendly and we're all chatting away. And I think we did like a star jump. You might have seen like the, the pictures and stuff on Twitter of people doing like, and little videos doing star jumps. It's kind of the, 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 um, what do you call it? Gestures of this game. Mm, and and we're, we're doing, we're having a great time just chatting away and laughing away and everyone was being friendly. But then just as the helicopter came in, uh, I can't remember if it was, um, NPC or like, uh, uh, bot enemies that just started open fire on us, or if it was a rogue agent who threw a grenade. I think it might have been a rogue agent that threw a grenade this time. And we were all having a, you know, laugh or, or serious and all calm. Um, not, 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 but that one grenade went off and everyone panicked and it just turned into a, like a, just, everyone just let loose with guns. And <laughs> yeah, then like, it just goes into it, a massive clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. And it, it went nuts for like a few seconds. And then, then like the two squads pulled back to like cover. And I hear the Aussie guys, um, 
and I was solo, and so I kind of was in the middle, like back to the side. And I was like, "Oh heck!" And you could see the tension just went so thick. You could cut it with like a butter knife, like it was so thick the tension. And then, and like you hear the Aussies going, "Man, they fired at us!" I'm like, "No, no, no, it was a rogue guy." I'm like, "Nah, let's just do it." And then just opened fire, and it just I was like, "I'm out of here!" And just gapped it, like, like it was so good. Like it just went from like a real, like real kind of casual, just laugh about you know having fun in the game, doing star jumps, all eight of us doing star jumps in a circle to just just wipe everyone out like it was so good the one and I- you wouldn't get that in a in a in a, a deathmatch you'd never get that in a no. deathmatch situation the, the one i got as well same sort of thing like we was extracting and when you're extracting you get uh, npcs turn up as well to try and kill you yeah at the same time and what what happened to me a couple of times is we'll be defending trying to kill the npcs and another player would run across and i'd accidentally shoot him so my bar's gone red to him he's like oh has he done that on purpose and he's pointing his gun at me and I'm pointing my gun at Ian and we're like, who's going to fire first? What's going on? Is he trying to kill me? I'm like, do I trust you? And then he'll fire and then I'll fire and everyone will panic and everyone just kills everyone. And oh, it's just yeah, it's so, it's, it's yeah, so it's fun. Good. It's just really, really fun. It's great with a, a few players. Real, real fun. Um, and just that, that dynamicness and how varied it can be is just... It was a lot of, yeah, it was good times. And yeah, I, t- I took out a whole squad of um, rogue agents by myself, um, snuck up behind nice. them and and took them out. Um, so you can have some good times. I, then I got stomped on another time. I tried it again against another full squad. I've done it once. I can do it again. And just got wasted like three <laughs> times in a row. Because <laughs> then they kept me. Uh, but that, that's the online section. And that's the, the loot gathering and the, the mm. I guess a little bit of grinding. But the, the rest of the main story, we've only played one main mission. But there's, um, just to explain, instead of... Um, I'm trying to remember Destiny. Destiny, you kind of just choose it on a map and you start the mission from your spaceship whereas this it's actually in the world in, it's actually menace yeah it's in the world you're yeah. in new york you're in the like in the center of the city and the first the main mission that you're allowed to do in the beta was uh, madison square garden the basketball stadium and you go through there um and so if you wanted to do it again you could just run up to it and it, it, the game is all based with augmented reality like your player has some i, I have a feeling i've got like um cyborg eyes or at least contacts of some sort like some like google contacts fancy stuff mm. um, but it's all based on augmented reality and as you walk up to where that mission started the first time it will come up and you can replay the mission again just like you can in destiny and then and at that point you also can choose to party up and you can actually play with randoms and that's what i did um, yeah that's right because you, you you can uh yeah do it just party up with whoever it, it asks you doesn't it do you want do you want to join some people in this if you're playing it on hard and we'll just find you a couple of people so you if your friends ain't yeah. on, you can still play the missions on hard with a couple of other just random dudes which is really cool yeah so it's just just like <clears throat> destiny but i like how it's just augmented into the main the mm. game there's no kind of yeah menu hidden behind i'm in your you're in your spaceship like in destiny um it is just there like and you can go choose it any time you can select it and it will kind of restart the the mission and um, the doors will blow up like the start of the mission with some C4. Or you just walk off and keep going around and explore the rest of the world. Like you don't actually have to follow through with starting that mission. You're not locked into it. Mm. Um, <laughs> so what was your and- view? What was your view on the world? I think it's like really, really beautiful and it looks awesome. But I kind of agree with Paddy from Swinging Manities on this one that it I felt... I have podcast. A- well, they, he basically said it felt a bit empty a bit desolate a bit too desolate i know obviously like panic pandemic or and all that sort of thing but it just felt a tad too empty what, what's your sort of views on that um i can 
Well, firstly, before I get to say that, the, the dy- dynamic weather was fantastic. Ooh, yes, <laughs> like, yes. Th- those sunsets in the snow were awesome. The blizzards that would rock in were fan- like mm. just amazing how you just couldn't see a thing. Um, I don't know. I, I thought there was quite a lot of civilians around. There are a lot of body bags. It's very impl- <laughs> it's heavily implied. <laughs> it's kind of like the coffins from Bloodborne. Um, yeah. more body bags. Yeah. I was I was just about to ask if there was as many co- body bags as there were coffins. <laughs> <laughs> Coffin gate. <laughs> um, so I can kind of understand there's not many, and in different places you went to, I've actually found quite a few people. Like I. Mm. You go to the outskirts of the beta area, and there's actually quite a lot of, like, I was finding, like, groups of, like, five to ten people, like, in quick succession. Um, okay. So, so you, 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 you're quite happy with the, the amount of population in the area, then? To be honest, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I, uh, yeah, I think, I wonder if there'll be more in certain areas. Maybe as you start building up your base, maybe more people start being at your base because you because that's the thing you're rebuilding, aren't you? Like the medical wings and stuff, and maybe people will start gravitating yeah, yeah. there to. But we, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what's to come. That is literally one mission of the entire game, so we don't know what uh, else is to come. Yeah, yeah. And I really hope there's a little bit more to do with side missions. The side missions were a little bit limited, although there were yeah. a couple of cool ones. Um, but yeah. yeah, the world found alive. Like it just. And and just so everybody knows, I did test. You can close car doors, but there's no animation for it. <laughs> well, this is literally the only you thing I knew about this game before. <laughs> was that E3 trailer? Uh, so you, I, I went around doing it like it was hilarious. I just run up to every car door and just run into it, and they would close, um, and which is still pretty cool. But there would the guy's hand wouldn't stick out to to close it. It wasn't animated to do it. Um, but yeah. I, yes, I thought maybe they'll release uh, door closing DLC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> door closing DLC, I like it. But that all oh, that speaking of DLC, actually, they just come out and said uh, all the DLC is going to be three, isn't it? And then they've got three paid expansions to come, but all DLC is going to be free, so which is cool. Yeah, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. Um, it's mm. I I like you mentioned the shooting. It's I kind of find it a little bit more realistic than some of these other shooters because it's kind of clunky and hard. <laughs> like, I don't imagine it's that easy to run around and shoot people. Like, it's not as easy as, say, Destiny makes it. But that's great for Destiny because that makes it fun. Like, the yeah. shooting mechanic is super the, the, sharp. The way I've I've kind of explained it, it feels, as you said, more realistic because it's clunky and heavy. It feels like Dark Souls does when you're fighting, that the clunky and weightiness and you actually feel the real world weight of the, the the battle like you would if you was wearing two guns a backpack da, 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 da. it's it kind of felt like that to me and i was really yeah, yeah, i was yeah. really happy with the shooting and obviously because it's an so R- a lot of people saying oh bullet spongy characters but at the end of the day it's an rpg with a shooter layer over the top it is an rpg at the end of the day so if you get a headshot you kill most things one hit like the apart the apart stuff. from apart from yellow bars obviously yellow bars yeah, are sort yeah. of semi bosses but yeah, that would be silly if you cut headshots and your your boss is basically dead that would be dumb so yeah I, i'm totally no, cool good. with the amount of bullets people take i, I yeah it, very happy I, yeah i really enjoyed it um it, uh, and there's also rumors for an open beta mid february so you'll be able to try it out jeremy that that'll be oh, the full nice. test good. Yeah, I was just about to say this sounds like exactly the time of game I would uh, toss on my gamefly list and like try it out and see if I dig it. 
<clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, did you ever play Freedom Fighters back on the PS2? I did not, Jeremy. No. Because this game, the, the shooting and this, the kind of setting reminds me a lot of that. I'd love to see that game reboot, rebooted, um, and, and modern mechanics. It was a great game. It was, instead of having a squad you could play with online, because it was PS2 era, there wasn't very few online games. Yeah. You actually controlled, you would build your squad up. And as you pr- got better at the game and did more heroic things throughout the missions, you got access to more and more squad members in, in your game and you'd control them, um, with commands and stuff. Um, and it just reminded me the cover, the third person cover based shooting in New York just reminds you a lot of, um, yeah, Freedom Fighters, this, 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 uh, the division. The problem is now I really want one of those glowing orange watches. Yeah, they are cool. <laughs> I've been looking everywhere and I, I don't think I can, you can get them in New Zealand. Like I can't find anywhere you can get the pre order package. It's like a, like a hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. Is it really? I, 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 Sorry, what yeah, was that, Jeremy? Games are expensive. Oh, I was just—I was—I couldn't believe the the pre-order was like 120 bucks. That's crazy. That—that's with the watch. You get like the the iconic watch with the glow orange. <laughs> oh, what you got? I know, I know. Jerry, I, know. I, gotta, I, gotta... I was gonna say, I know you've probably got something to say about that, Jeremy, because I know you hate tacky pre-order shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I I'm so mad at this whole Dark Souls three thing with all these statues and everything, just making me buy stuff all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you not do you not want the special key ring as well? Uh, what about the iPhone case? This stuff is. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, stop, stop. So we don't at get all the not, variety. Um, yeah. yeah. In New Zealand, we just get like the standard. Like we don't get any of the special stuff. Like. Because we have like one store. <laughs> uh, well, one um, store in the whole of New Zealand, just one shop. Yeah, yeah, one shop. No, it's not quite that bad. But yeah, we don't like in like in the UK. You see, like with Dark Souls Two, they had those metal cards. They had like covers. They had like and posters, and it all depended where you bought it from. Whereas here in New Zealand, it's just that nah, you get the special edition pack or the standard. That's your choice. <laughs> um, yeah, not really much difference. It's cool. It's Can cool. you find that watch, Jeremy? Yeah, there's actually a, an unboxing video on YouTube that I am trying to. He doesn't even start unboxing this damn thing until a minute into the video. What is he doing? But <laughs> <laughs> unboxing videos on YouTube, I, I I can't I cannot stand. I don't know why they're popular. I've no no clue. I guess for this, but like I mean, I could have just done with like a couple of pictures too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, I I think yeah. I'm just a bit nerdy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Yeah, it's so it's yeah. cool. I dig it. Uh, so I think the division gets two thumbs up from me and Clifford. Most certainly, yes. I can't. I'm looking forward to the full game, and I'm definitely going to be doing a let's play for the main campaign, and then probably a couple nice. of videos on Dark Zone stuff after. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up as well, just because I'd never. I had not been paying attention to it at all, and now I have like a tiny, tiny interest in it. So, good job. <laughs> That's, cool. That's cool. Well, you see, I'd lost interest. I think I said last podcast that I'd lost interest because, um, because of how long it's taken and kind of expecting it to be a bit of a flop. But I got a bit excited for the, the beta and yeah, jumped in, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Ups yeah. and downs of video yeah. games. Well, on the complete other end of the scale to. Division and a lot of other stuff. I've uh, 
I found this small game. I was listening to, uh, I think it was a Midlife Gamer podcast, and I found this small game called Lifeline. Have any of you played it? Nope. I've never heard of it. Right. Oh, wait, I have heard of this. This is, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you go. Yeah, I've heard of this game. Sorry. Hey, you have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Have you actually, have you tried it? I have not tried it. No. no. Well, it kind of leads on from what you were saying last week, Vader. We used to, uh, last week, last episode, we, you, you used talking about the um, sort of text-based phone game that you was playing, the 60 days, oh, yep. the 80 eight days, days thing. 80 the, days. This is the same. It's a text-based story-driven game on iOS and Android. 70p. Oh, is it the Spaceman one? It is the Spaceman one, yes. Oh, I have heard about this. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, right. But as you say, it's basically the, the premise is that the, the the ship's out in space. It's crash landed on a planet. Uh, there's one dude left alive, and he's managed to get uh, like a transmit out to you, and you're the only one. And basically, you're trying to help him survive on this planet. And it's a text base. Read it through, and then obviously it's like a pick a path. Do you remember the old pick a path fantasy books that you get? Like you go one way or the other. Yep. Yep. It's basically like that. Yep. Um, you run through, and obviously you choose which way to go, and it's it, it's really cool actually because you, you can. It, it's like I don't know if you ever played the Pick a Path books, but a lot of people I used to do it as well. Used to keep your thumb in the page where you before you picked it, you go over and go, "Oh, I've died," and go back and then make you change your decision. <laughs> you can actually yep. kind of do that with the app as well because you can go back to your last decision if. You, you decided, oh, bugger, I've made the wrong decision. Or if you die, you can go back just to your last decision and change it. Or you can start the story again if you, if you want to be sort of hardcore and do it properly. But <laughs> I got, I've got to say that the way it plays out is really, really cool because, because uh, it's, it's transmitted. You can either play it in fast forward mode or real time. When you're playing it in real time, basically he'll talk to you, he'll make his decision, he'll say, right, I can see. Sank in the distance, it's going to take me an hour, maybe two, to walk. Like, I'll, I'll let you know when I get there. And he'll go, he'll go radio silent. And you won't hear anything on the game again for an hour or two, like in real time. And then you'll just get a text message come through on your phone to say, oh, look, I've just got here, blah, 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 blah. He'll, <laughs> or he'll go to sleep and you won't hear from him from eight hours. Sometimes he'll say, oh, I've been an hour. Four hours later, you've not heard anything. And you're like, I'm really worried about Taylor. What the hell's going on with him? Like, yeah, I actually found myself checking my phone. Like, why have I not heard from him? What's what's going on? Why 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 is he not? T- why is what's going on? Have I have I sent him to his doom? Is he is, is he is he mad at me? Uh, yeah, no, seriously, it's like I actually really started to give a, a shit about this imaginary character that I was helping on this on on this on this game. It's uh, and by the end, I was super like blown away by sort of the story arc that they took and I, it was fantastic and there is a second part to the game which I've just purchased to play because I've thoroughly enjoyed it and they've done another one as well like a medieval style one but it's literally it's 70p oh, cool. it's 70p on iOS and Android and it took probably about four days to complete in total in non fast forward mode letting the game do take its time and it's the best way to play it because it it, it gets you more immersed in the sort of experience you're having with it and oh to, it's the best game i've ever bought for 70p i it's it was such an <laughs> seriously it's such an awesome story I've, I've had a great experience with it better than some triple a games 
experience story wise it's it's been nice. fantastic yeah and i highly recommend it to everyone it's called lifeline it's 70p on ios and android i would highly recommend it to anyone it's yeah it's brilliant absolutely fantastic yeah, very cool i have to have a look into it i've, I've heard good things about it um so yeah i have to check it out it's really worth playing nice. it really is it, it, it's the whole sort of real time thing you, you do sort of get into it and actually start to care what's, what's happened to the to the guy because obviously you're like oh I told him to do that because he goes by every because he's just a cadet he goes by every decision you give him so so I think uh, <laughs> by playing this I would be yeah, a terrible sure. I would be a terrible advisor I think I must have killed him about five or six times Christian's <laughs> <laughs> real man uh, yeah yeah uh, even the play like people at work were like <laughs> asking me, "Oh, how's your dude doing? Like, have you killed him? Well, what's going on?" And they was like, all, all interested on how my guy was doing. I was giving them like a a, a story rundown of how, how he was getting on and what I was. What we was having a discussion like. There's one thing where I won't give away too much, but he has to either sleep out or do saying have her. And I'd had a discussion with all my workmates of which one we should choose and we chose one and it was the wrong one he fucking died <laughs> so it was all just like, like oh man we're, we're terrible terrible survivalists <laughs> so yeah That's I've been, good yeah it's it's, it's, it's Tom, tomogachi's for <laughs> for grown-ups <laughs> yeah yeah it's super fun 70p go and buy it go and support them it's it literally 70p it's the price of a packet of crisps you know for a, a little three to four day little experience it's totally worth it uh, for those non-UK listeners, crisps are potato chips. <laughs> yes, yes, potato <laughs> chips, because I'm um, bloody you weird UK person. <laughs> yep. So, oh, it looks like there's the a... Did, about... did you know there's like... Go on. That's all right. <laughs> did you know that there were um, sequels to the game? Yeah, yeah, the, I've just uh, downloaded the next one. The, the, the follow-on sequel because it's the same character and then they did Lifeline 2 which is a whole new story which is I think it's like set in the medieval times so I'm going to play the sequel to this one first I think it's called Silent Night I think it's called but I haven't started that mm -hmm. yet so I intend on starting that tonight yeah they've got the bundle on iOS for four bucks so I'm just going to buy all three of them for four bucks <clears throat> oh, oh yeah it's, I think yeah I think it's about two UK pounds so yeah about four bucks that sounds about right but yeah, to totally worth it. Like the first game, oh, I loved it. You'll have to uh, let me know how you get on with it. See how many times you kill him. See whether you're better at it than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and apart from that, been playing lots of Dark Souls 2, as I always do. Because uh, I'm playing through Scholar again. Uh, I changed change, change it up, actually. Like I've given, given a Hex hybrid build a go which is quite cool. I've never, never played a sort of a sorcery or a hex build before. I've always gone strength. And damn, hexes are OP. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man. You should have been there when the in the original game when it first came out uh, before they nerfed a bunch of them. Hexes were crazy OP. <laughs> <laughs> it was especially the um, the hexes that use your souls when you cast them, the resonant oh, spells. Oh, like great. Re um, yeah, I'm using uh, great yeah. resonant soul, yeah. That um that used to be like a, basically a one shot kill in PvP. Oof. Like it was it was yeah, and they they nerfed it down pretty significantly from then. Mm. But yeah, they hexes are a lot of fun. That was my first build in Dark Souls too, so I'm always gonna have a little soft spot in my heart for it. Yeah, awesome. That's, yeah, I tried Faith, but then they nerfed Faith so bad. They nerfed it too far, I reckon. 
and just so unviable now. Is is that what build? What build are you doing? Because you're doing obviously your Dark Souls two uh, little quick snippet playthroughs. God damn yeah, it! Which Clifford doesn't like? No, <laughs> no. I want to see real real time. I don't. Play time. I don't want to take the limelight away from you. You do the full playthrough. I'll do the snippet one. Ah. <sighs> So I've, 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 stopped, I've, I've, stopped, I've stopped doing it now. I've moved far too ahead to carry on my playthrough. There'll be a massive chunk missing in the middle. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's why I like doing the snippet way, because then I can sit back and kind of enjoy playing the game rather than having the pressure of of being on camera. Like, it's a yeah, bit yeah. more laid back for, for me, so I can enjoy playing through it. And then just, yeah. It is cool for me, because I can watch them on my lunch break. I watched your second part today on lunch, so... And it's a work in progress. I'm still trying to work out the best way to edit it together. Did, did, did you see my comment on the video? Yeah, I responded. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, what have you been playing, Invader? What's been going on with you, sort of gaming-wise? What's, what's grabbed your attention at the moment? Well, we've been very positive this episode, so I want to bring in some negati- negativity. Ah. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I tried dying like I've tried dying like the demo, and I'm glad I got the demo. Because I was really keen on this game from mm. when they first announced it. I really liked the concept of it. I hated the demo. Really? Uh, I, <laughs> wow. I just I just couldn't do it. Just could not do it. Um, I didn't get much of a chance to be fair, but I was just like, I'm done. And just like to hit the home button, quit. And just went and played Rocket League. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it could be because I'm sitting too close and we talked about earlier, the motion blur. Just the way the camera moved, I just, every time I kind of looked, it just had this weird blur to the movement that just kind of made it uncomfortable to watch. And then every animation was just over the top movement. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't like first person games as that much. <laughs> but I just, I, the, the way it moved around, I just didn't like the fight. The fighting animations were terrible. Uh, it was very cluttered and just, just, didn't like it just didn't sit with me and i've heard good things about it and I, I expected it to be really good but i just did not get on with it at all just like like this is not fun um yeah so, so i can't I I can't really comment on that because i've not tried it have you have you you played it at all jeremy not at all i um it's one of those <laughs> games where people talk about how good they are and then i I like look at a video and i'm like Meh. nah, this doesn't look for good for me yeah that, that, <laughs> so i just skipped it that's exactly what i had i had a bit of zombie fatigue at the time i was just like, i'm so sick of looking at goddamn zombies i'm just like i'm not playing this game <laughs> well just like you'd attack things and it's like i'm used to be and i know you probably shouldn't be able to kill things easy but you've got like a big metal thing you hit them and like you just couldn't tell if they were getting hurt and it was just so over the top animated. Your guy would wiggle around every time he swung, and then they would wiggle around, and you're like, "Are they dead? No, they're not dead." And then you'd try and run, and then yeah, just I don't know. It just maybe because yeah. maybe the, the uh, actual proper game has a bit more of a tutorial. I just, I yeah. I have heard that though, like as you said, when you start in the beginning, you're super super weak. You need to give it a few hours, and that's when shit changes. Once you start getting your your abilities and the game. You can start actually killing stuff. It's one of those you've got to get through the first few hours before it gets good, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Just the motion on the, on the screen. It was just kind of irritating me. Yeah. Like, it was like, you like making me grumpy, like hell. <laughs> it made my head feel. Just because so motion. Make me grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my negativity. Um, so, yeah, I've written the show notes. Dying Light is rubbish. And so it's going to get a few people worked up. Because I know I've heard so many people say it's so good. And, yeah, 
Um, yeah, what have I been playing? The Division, Minecraft Story Mode. Uh, we just, me and Odin, recorded episode four last week, and it made us sad. Like, poor Odin, he cried at the end. Aww. And I got a bit, I got a bit teary-eyed. Um, I, I, like, you hear people ask the question, you know, what games made you cry or made you sad? I've never really got that attached to games, and I don't think I've ever really been sad about a game. Oh, except Crisis Core. I got really sad at the end of Crisis Core, because yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that really got to me. But this, it was really, I won't spoil it for people who want to play it or watch our, watch our Let's Play. <laughs> Shameless play. Shameless um, self-promotion. That's, that's made about Odin on YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually really, it was a really cool episode. It's probably the best one. It's kind of similar to Life is Strange, where people say the fourth episode was the best. Um, this was the same. It was, it was a cracking episode, uh, and it was full of action. Really, really sad ending. Um, and I feel real bad. And so I, I've mentioned the game to Odin, and he says, please don't talk about that episode anymore. It oh. makes me sad. Oh. So I feel bad, but it's good kind of teaching him about sad things and yeah. about how to deal with those emotions. Um, he mm-hmm. actually wants to, um, yeah, but he's, so we've got to finish it. There's still another chapter. Um, so hopefully, I'm sure the next chapter will be a bit more be positive. Positive, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've actually really enjoyed it. I haven't played too many of the Telltale games. I've played episode one of The Walking Dead and uh, The Wolf Among Us. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of fun. Um, just silly. There's some funny jokes in it this time. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. That's what I've been playing. Um, and just before we go on the podcast, I was a bit late because Patty's been tweeting about um, board games. It's yeah. maybe real nostalgic for board games I used to play. Mm. Um, and yeah, what is he playing? Like Dungeon Quest. What was it called? Dungeon Quest. Oh, that game's so it, rad. It reminds you of a game Hero Quest that I used to play. It, um, it's basically the same game. I think it is the same it's game. Very similar. I think, I, I think, it is, I think I, it's the same I think it's game. I think no, I think it is a bit different from what I saw from the pictures he tweeted. Yeah, uh, but it's a very similar concept. Like you, the the board you create as you go, and it's it's kind of like a simple version of Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it? A yeah. visual version of Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> I got to breathe more. Often. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting too excited. But um, but yeah, I used to like board games like Tal- Talisman. I used to play with my brothers. It's a old um kind of quests uh dungeon crawling adventure game i don't know if you you guys have played it talisman they've redone a, a new edition recently no um but yeah so i'm now gonna go after we finish podcasting you go try and find hero's quest on on ebay oh, awesome <laughs> I, 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 I do remember like you posted a picture of that hero's quest but i do remember that because i swear the pieces were like a gray plastic that you had because i remember painting yeah them. yeah yeah yeah. They had little figures. Yeah, because I always, um, always played the Barbarian. I loved the Barbarian. He- Heroes, Hero Quest was kind of like the Space Marines, but the fantasy version. That's right, I if yeah. You the sp- yeah, I had the Space Marines one as well, yeah. And that Space Marines was, is what led on to Warhammer 40,000, which was a tabletop strategy game. Yeah. Jeremy, what about you? You played any board games, or are we just geeks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ever going to call anybody a geek. I mean, um, but I never really played board games as a kid. I don't know. I grew up in the in the deep south, and I think I was like the geekiest dude around. And like, 
everybody else was hunting or fishing and doing that kind of stuff. And I was like, I just want to play Legend of Zelda. On Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have like that. I didn't, I just never got into board games at all. I mean, besides like basic stuff like Monopoly and yeah. that kind of crap. Um, but I've never, never done, been, been much of a tabletop gamer. Um, my, my wife has a friend, um, <clears throat> two friends actually that got married that she went to college with that, um, like that's a lot. They spend a lot of their time doing that. So he posts stuff on Facebook all the time, and I'm like, man, all that stuff looks interesting. I want to get into that. So hmm. does take time. Going to try to but get into yeah. it sometime. Yeah, some good ones. Um, yeah, I haven't played many for a while. Tell us when I picked up again. I got it for like my 25th birthday. Like they did like the fourth edition. They kind of re-released it. Um, but what's really dumb? They made a, a digital version and a, and. The box I got came with a free download code for it for PS3, and it's the only way you could get it. And it was the exact same game, but digitally, so you could play online. But soon after they released it, um, another company, that company went to liquidation, another company bought the rights to Talisman the board game and released their own version, and so they, they took the the game off the PSN, so you couldn't get it again. Um, it's really dumb. Oh, that's lame. And so the new company released their own edition of the game, and so yeah, my edition is sort of outdated, even though it's the exact same game. It's really weird, but <laughs> <laughs> revisions and re-releases of games gets complicated. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I've really been playing. Oh yeah, the other one is the most recent PS um, PS Plus game, Hardware Rivals. It's kind of like Rocket League, but with guns and no ball. <laughs> What so so, <laughs> so basically nothing no, not at all like Rocket League. So nothing like Rocket League. <laughs> well you're in cars. Uh, I, 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 well well, well was... if if you had that same sense I could say Grand Turismo is like Rocket League. It's got a car. Yeah. Do you guys ever play Spy Hunter? It's just like Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making fun of me, guys. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, you told me to fun. um you told me it, to yeah. go out and download that because it was it was free and uh, I did I did download it but I have yet to open it because <laughs> the witness came out and just consumed me so okay. <laughs> um, but I, I really like hard combat games career. like d- does it play like um uh, oh man the, the one that I was always really big into was Interstate seventy six like that was that's yeah. probably like me showing it. my age a little bit but um does it, does it play like where you have the car on like basically you control the car and the gun separately where you can rotate the gun to aim while you're driving one a different direction yeah it is it, it does, it's a bit complicated it's kind of hard to control at times you can be a tank or you can be a car and there's different types of cars that are faster and stuff and um and the tanks obviously are slower and hard to maneuver but they have bigger firepower um and you pick up like mario kart style you pick up like boosts um and weapon like secondary weapons uh but it's okay. all like in an arena um it's 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 a bit janky. It's not perfect, but it was for free game. It was, it was actually quite a lot of fun. I got into it and killed a few dudes and um, dudettes. And yeah, it was uh, I just for for a, for a quick fun, uh, quick blast. It'd be good fun to play with a bunch of people. You know, laugh at when you kill kill your mate. Um, it's always good fun. Um, so it's worth a go. I've heard people saying it's they don't like it and stuff. I couldn't get into matches, but I never really had any problems with it. Um, getting into matches and. Yeah, so I reckon we should have a duck, uh, duck in sight jam with it. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the time the timing is such that I don't think that we're the three of us will probably ever play video games together at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we have to record record every other Saturday, <laughs> and then we'll there play you go. every. I other, guess we can do that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Friday for you guys, Saturday for me. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. Um, just been enjoying games. Oh, did you? Did you oh, yeah, uh, finish Tomb Raider. Uh, yes, you said you finished Tomb Raider. That's good English, that is. I've been like this all week. Seriously, like, my words have just been so just like, wah, all over the place. I've not been able to speak properly. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, tongues, three words. Oh, man, it's been so bad. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Right, obviously, I see you posted the show notes about the PC. Did you see they'd done a new little uh, gameplay video the other day, like a base invasion thing? In Final Fantasy Fifteen, yes. What, what, what base are you invading? Oh, come on! It looks like Metal Gear Solid. Have you not seen that one? No, no I haven't yet. No, ah, uh, dude, I missed it. You need to go watch it. Uh, Neil Fine Base, Neil Fine Base, Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's called, yeah. Man, it looks like Metal Gear Solid. They're showing off some new sweet. magic, uh, new UI. It's looking pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty keen on it. Mm-hmm. But just when you said base invasion, I was thinking, what, are they going to turn it into Far Cry? <laughs> or something like that. Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be the worst. Um, no, you yeah, know, I haven't seen I have to check it out. That sounds cool. Yeah, um, no, the, it looks really nice, actually. Like they So they've shown off some new magic, the uh, new UI. It looks sweet, but yeah, there's even a big thing that looks like a Metal Gear. It looks like Metal Gear Solid Five. Seriously, it's, yeah. when you when you watch it, you'll see exactly what I mean. But it looks awesome. But yeah, on the same note, it looks like you've posted there. You, I, I didn't even know this. This is the first time I see it. But it looks like it might possibly be coming to PC because uh, someone's data mined their um, their website from because they've got like a, yeah, a conference coming up, haven't they? In March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of announcements. Announce. Yeah. Did they not traditionally come yeah. out on PC? No. Like I thought... they, yeah. they've only no. they've only just started. They've just put out sort of thirteen, thirteen two, and Lightning Returns. They've just recently released them, sort of last year. But generally, they don't really come out. So this will be the first one to sort of come out alongside the console release if it does come out on PC. But it looks like it probably will because someone data mined their uh, their website. Yeah, they've got. They've got placeholders on the website for mm-hmm. PC. And, uh, I think they had Steam and Games for Windows. That's right. <coughs> um, were, game, uh, game, were, like well, placeholders. Games for Windows don't even exist anymore, does it? That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, Game for Windows Live is done. Not even Dark Souls uses that. And that was the like the, the oh, holdover, really? I think. Mm. They finally patched that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. More yeah. people get to play it. Why not? Um I'll be getting it on console though. Oh yes, because <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna need a really high PC in PC. Mm. Yeah, most I'll. Uh, I need. I need to finish my playthrough of seven, and then I've got to catch up on all of the other Final Fantasy games oh. before I can play fifteen. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not how it works. You'll never do that. You'll never do that. Each game is its own story. You, you honestly, you don't even need to worry about doing that. They, they all. Yeah, I have, yeah. A, I have a friend that just did a uh, playthrough of all of them. Wow. Back to back. Yeah. Holy heck. Because I was just thinking about that last night. How how impressive it is. Because most sequence games or story games or a, a revolve around the same world and lore. Final Fantasy, every single game has its own world and lore. Yeah. That is a big undertaking to do. Like, you think, you know, I was playing 9 last night. Final Fantasy 9. And just thinking how unique it is uh, compared to the other ones. Um, and just how impressive that actually is to create all that. And I know there's a lot of crossover things. There's always chocobos and mogs and certain monsters, but 
just the the lore behind the world, the depth of it is quite impressive. It's yeah, it's, it's all written for each game, and I, I, I that's what always amazes me, and that's why I love it going into a Final Fantasy because it's all new, it's all like all new lore, new characters. It's oh, I'm so excited for Final Fantasy 15. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. super stoked. So, Jeremy, uh, run us down on how you're doing with Seven. Like, how you getting on with it? Um, I actually haven't played since the third episode because um, uh, I told myself I was going to stream the entire thing and then just capture the stream and put that on YouTube. Um, the last bit where I left off, I had finally finished um, Midgard, mm. uh, and like I, yeah, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, because I was just I got to a world map and that's where I cut the stream off. So like that, that's oh, I hit man. the world map and yeah, I know. So just, I, I have a feeling the game's going to get like expand pretty greatly yeah. after this. So. Yeah, that's just I'm the a, tutorial level. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but no, I haven't had I haven't had a chance to. I, honestly, guys, the witness is just taking up my gaming time. I had plenty of time we, to stream we, uh, this week, and I should I really should have. Are we gonna have to send you some like a uh, rehab group for the witness? <laughs> it uh, this this hasn't happened since um. This hasn't happened since Dark Souls, <laughs> so hopefully this game will be. Hopefully I'll be able to finish this and move on to something else. But yeah, this is like a Dark <laughs> Souls Bloodborne type thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's bad. You, you decide, um, yeah, lore video, the uh, channel <laughs> based on the witness. Yeah, witness lore video. based on the witness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's Wh- the thing. Wh- that, that's the haters. weird thing about this game. Is, yeah, the witnesshaters.com.tumblr.com. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Everyone, just, like, just writing their hate mail about the motion sickness. Yeah, uh, no, just hate mail, like, uh, <laughs> aimed at puzzles that they can't do. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> that actually, that is actually is not a bad idea because you could do a screenshot of like every bad puzzle and just be like, "Fuck you, puzzle number four sixty five," and just do daily post with it. <laughs> Cut all that out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create. I'm gonna, I gotta trademark that and get a Tumblr going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, we've already been chatting for quite a while. So, should we chat about uh, what our friends on the interwebs have been have been saying? To oh, us yes. over this last week interweb friends interweb friends um we've already commented on one that the law hunter said and we confirm that jeremy is the dark wraith of souls podcasts <laughs> yes he's just, uh, just invaded but him. he he's seen the the air of his ways and he's turned into a sunlight bro um and he's joined the dark insight <laughs> although we are the dark insight so maybe we should be the dark race so maybe you really are and you just joined us anyway Okay, off topic. I'm like I'm like those dudes in the division. You never know if you can trust me or not. Like one day I could be totally friendly, the next day total rogue. Yeah, he's just gonna come in and murder us both. Rogue, rogue agent. Um, uh, anyway, so another question that we had from our good friend Sean, the the law hunter, um, was what game would you send back for six months of development and why? Needs more polish. Needs more content. With other kind of sub questions to that main question. Um, I've written down a few suggestions that I've thought of. Um, firstly, Dark Souls 2 did get that treatment <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a sort of roundabout way. Um, it was a bit longer than six months, though. Yeah, it was, it was a year. <laughs> um, yeah, it was It was a little more than a year because the, the game came out in March of 2014 and then Bloodborne came out in March of 2015 and then... Uh, yes. 
Scholar the First Sin was April. Because I remember it coming out like 30 days after Bloodborne yeah. going. That's really weird. Yeah. I thought it was even closer. I thought it was like two weeks or something ridiculous like that. Like it was super It, it might have been. Yeah. yeah I, it, I know it was the next month. That was like March, late March to yeah, early yeah. April or something. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the UK, it was like two weeks, two weeks apart. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I, was yeah. like, oh, I don't know what and, one to play. Oh, I'll play Bloodborne. <laughs> well, Blood got Bloodborne. And I was like, oh, I need to play all Dark Souls now. Now I have experienced this greatness. <laughs> Give me from some. One of us. Um, one of us. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did get that treatment, and it definitely has been for the better. Um, I'm only a few areas. I've only just beaten the Pursuer, mm. um, and it's quite intriguing, some of the improvements um, so far. And so, yeah, did get that treatment, and from what I can tell, it's for the better. Um, it's interesting better compare the both, though. Yeah, like, uh, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't really have a comparison. I just, uh, I played only Scholar, so, and I've just like, it's amazing. I, I've never played the original, so, but I just, oh, so, Scholar's so good. <laughs> so yeah, and to be honest, it, um, and I've also commented on our show notes is that I think it depends on the developer. I think any FromSoft game, like imagine if like Miyazaki had six more months with Dark Souls, like how good, um, some things like things can be improved so much more. Like he's commented before, Isleth, he's a, he feels is underdeveloped. Um, Damn, so, Vader, that's exactly the, what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna respond with. Was Dark Souls one and I'm Lost Isleth? <laughs> you stole my answer, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no. so, um, well, that's Jer- the. Well, Jeremy, what, what do you feel with like like what what could they have changed to improve that? What would you think they could have? Well, what I, they could have finished the level. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that uh, when you get into Lost Isolith, like the enemies, the the you know dragon butts or whatever, just are like they were just copied and pasted around. And they don't, <laughs> like it's not. Like, I think if that they had had six more months to spend on that area, you, mm. you could just tell that they they put t- put it together w- with what they had and then rushed it out the door. Yeah. Which is you know, I mean, making games is a business, and at a certain point you have to ship a product. Like I understand that. It just you always hate to hear that kind of thing. Um, like, yeah. have, did you guys get the Design Works book for Dark Souls 2 that just came out? No, I'm poor, don't no. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. To come it, by it was your birthday, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the interview in the back of that, it was like they have a weird tone about Dark Souls 2 where they're, they're almost apologetic about it because I guess they get so much negative feedback on the game. And I'm like, guys, like it's still a really fucking awesome game. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. not your fault that people had a problem with a dumb elevator. Like, it, you know, don't be apologetic about it. But, but yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, that, that is a very, um, that yeah, is a very finishing that level and um, and I think they've they've talked openly about Lost Isolith and the the boss specifically, whose name the Bed of Chaos, like doing yes. more with that boss. So, <clears throat> well, that said, those are those are games that are still fantastic. Uh, it'd just be awesome to see them taken that step further like we saw with dark souls 2 it got taken a little bit step further um yeah mm. but other games I guess my, that- se- my second answer would be uh and cliff brought this up just a while ago was Metal Gear solid five like i wonder if six more months of development time and i know that game was like a 30 year game or something getting four billion dollars <laughs> with six more months we might have actually had a fully fleshed out act two like you know and had yeah. mm. Because, I mean, I think we've had the big spoiler cast. You guys had the big spoiler cast on that stuff. But, like, I think it's long enough to say, you know, hey, Act 1 was the meat of that game. And then you see, like, you know, the end of Act 1. And you're like, hell yeah, more game. And then, like, four hours later, you're like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if, um, especially some of that cut content that, you know, is floating around on the YouTube and everything. Like, if, if they would actually put that stuff in the game. 
Yeah, for sure. I want, um, me- I want, I want more Metal Gear Solid, guys. <laughs> I, want, I want more MGS. I know it's bad. Yeah. What about you, Cliff? I, I know. Yeah. It would have been Destiny for me. Absolutely. Six mm-hmm. more months in the can. Mm-hmm. Just tune that story up a bit more. Well, or or put it back in the game because it was. Well, yeah. That's the thing. If they actually released it six months earlier, it might have been. It might, yeah, it story. might have still had the original story that Joe Stanton wrote. Yeah, so six months earlier for that game, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and that's why I think I commented it depends on the developer because mm. six months more, it could just get convoluted and messy. And, yeah. you know, the too invested in the game. Um, like I've mentioned Assassin's Creed, like, but if they just took out all that junk that's on the map, <laughs> then they wouldn't need the six months. Do, 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 you, do you mean the map on top of the junk? <laughs> yeah. there is no map is there it's just icons <laughs> yeah exactly um, but a serious game that I would like to see more like back in the day I really liked was uh, I really enjoyed playing Rage um, the first person first person shooter I had a good time with it it was just way too short like it just ended like oh it ended well they, they have taken it back in, in the app it's called the new doom <laughs> 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 which we got a release date for today oh so stoked but yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Rage. Too. It was I, just too I, short. Um, so when's the restart? Uh, May. May. Oh, that soon. Yeah. Sixteenth. Yeah. Oh heck, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and uh, looks like the beta should be coming soon as well. So I've got a code for that. So I'll be in there. That's for sure. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, because I've got a code. Because obviously I bought Wolfenstein like last year or the year before. I think it was whenever it came out. But I've got a code for that. So that's just been sitting there waiting. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good nice. that they've just come around and gone, yeah, May's the release date, bosh. Because obviously Bethesda, nice. Bethesda are going to be at E3 again this year, and I think obviously that's yeah. going to be one of their main showings is obviously Doom and probably the, the, the like Fallout 4 DLC. Oh, but isn't, isn't um, E3 in June? So we after the release. Mm, this is true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, totally right. They'll probably spend a lot of time on Fallout DLC, and I don't know. I don't know. Well, see, that, that's what I—that's what's interesting—is that last year was kind of like, well, Bethesda's showing, but they're a small, you know, more small, big studio that they, they won't show again next year. It's just it's kind of like a once-off flash in the pan. They'll be back in three years' time to show off the next thing. But then they're back two years, a second year in a row, mm. and so people are going, hmm, what have they got? Um, a lot of people are speculating it's going to be Elder Scrolls, but that's an absolute no chance in hell. There's no way they've been able to develop that quick enough. And if they do show it, we won't be seeing it soon, which I think would be a bad idea for them because it was such a success with the way they did Fallout. Just like, here it is, it's out in six months, bosh. And that was such a success. And I think more game developers can learn from that because that was such a good way to do it, I think. Oh, yeah. Keep the hype hype train down mm. to expectations so expectations aren't too high <laughs> yeah interesting yeah it'd be interesting to see what they have to offer mm-hmm. um, Bethesda yeah do you want to read the next one Jeremy from our good friend Mr. Morbid Beard Mr. Morbid Beard who did a wonderful job on last week's was it last week's episode oh yeah I, did. Yeah. I completely yeah. I, I, I put him in the show notes to uh, say thank you but I completely forgot so yes Mr. Morby Beard, Mr. Josh Crow, thank you for coming on. You did an awesome job. Uh, I do apologise to everyone for the uh, wonky audio. We had a bit of uh, audio corruption 
so I had to use my Skype recording, which was a bit there. So I do apologise for that audio. But yeah, you did an awesome job. Thanks for coming on, dude. Good luck. Yes. So Morbid Beer says, um, have you guys ever played a game that was so bad you had to play it because you felt the game owed it to you? <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't really understand this question when he first wrote it. So I asked him on Twitter, and um, can I go ahead and read his response to what his, what yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. answer see. was? Um, yep. Because I, I had to ask him what it was so I could get an idea of like what the, what he was meaning by the question. Um, his answer is uh, Need for Speed 2015. He says it was so awful that I had to get the platinum to justify wasting my money on it. I know it's a strange question, and if you can't think of an answer, then I could explain why. It's like when you buy a game and it's so bad you feel like it, you feel like it owes it to you to justify your expenditure. When you don't want to play it, but you spend substantial money on it, so you force yourself into it. Need for Speed was so awful, but I knew the butt platinum was mine because it would be a waste of money otherwise. Maybe that's a little <laughs> idiosyncratic quirk of mine to want to play a bad game just to justify my money. <clears throat> So yeah, that's, I can understand I, it. I, I can understand that. That never really happens to me much anymore. Um, mostly because I I mentioned earlier I use GameFly, which here in the states is kind of like a it's like the Netflix for video games, where they just send me games in the mail and I play them for however long I want. And I send them back. Um, I think you guys used to have something like that in the UK, but they shut it down. Yeah. And so any game that I'm not 100% sold on and going to buy, which is basically Dark Souls, <laughs> I, I usually rent first. Like, I, I very rarely buy games sight unseen. Um, and and if I do, like, man, I don't... To me, I have... And I'm not saying this to sound like like Richie Rich or anything, but I have more money than time at this point in my life. So, like, <laughs> if I buy something... If I buy something and it's a shitty game, I just won't play the game. Like, I, I feel no obligations to whatsoever. I'll try to sell it or give it away to somebody that will appreciate it if it's not, like, a digital copy. But, man, I'm not going to spend, like, hours platinum a, a game that I don't like. <clears throat> what about y'all? Do you, you guys have this? Or have you had it in the past? Um, Not not to that ex- extreme extent as, as Josh. I haven't gone as, um, as far as platinum a game. But, um... Lords of the Fallen kind of fits into that. I had high ex- hopes for that, like cause I really wanted to see the Dark Souls genre kind of expand into other games and other people making games like it. And it has elements of Dark Souls that play well, but it just it just wasn't polished. And to be honest, this game could add into the six months of extra <laughs> game development. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, it was just. Yeah, it just needed to be a bit of it, bit more edited down. It was a bit too clunk, too much stuff in the screen, on the screen. Your guy was too big to fit through most of the corridors and be able to see the enemy in front of you still. Um, and so I kind of had to force myself to finish it. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, yeah, the, the, there was mechanics in the game I never really understood because the just the menus were too cluttered and mm-hmm. yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to force myself to finish it uh, because I, I spent money on it. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm impressed that you did that because that was that was like the classic rental for me. I got to like the second or third boss and I was like, nope, nope, hate this, don't like it, send it back. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I, I, I really like elements of it. it. I, I like parts of it, um, but yeah, I just forced myself to finish it. I was going to do a playthrough of it after I finished it once through, but it took so long to get through it, I was just like, Nah, I'm not gonna do a playthrough. <laughs> um, and so I ended up just finishing it so I could trade trade it in and get some dollars for it. Um, and Assassin's Creed Unity was a little bit like that as too. I, I bought that off the back of really enjoying um, uh, Assassin's Creed Four. I got my PS4 for my 30th birthday a couple of years, a year or so ago, 
and my mum bought me Black Flag for Christmas, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Just like being a pirate was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and because I enjoyed it so much, I was like, I'll give Unity a go, and got that Boxing Day <laughs> Christmas. And there was elements of it. The combat was fun at times, but just the world looked amazing, but just the level design was terrible and uh, yeah i just i i forced myself to finish it because i'd bought it i've got the stupid statue of, of the guy with the french flag um it's a cool statue but just it's kind of like this annoying reminder of how much the game annoyed me um <laughs> uh, yeah you better but watch out my, i've heard it I've heard every time a podcaster says something bad about Assassin's Creed Unity, CJ from Twin Humanities like invades their podcast world and takes them out. Because <laughs> <laughs> CJ loves that game. <laughs> well, I, I I liked, as I say, it looked good, and, and I didn't have all the glitchy problems that other people had. It's just, by the end of the game, the level design was just add more guys in. Uh, mm. There was no, like, the stealth mechanic they had created for the game, which actually worked really well compared to some of the other stealth mechanics. Like, it was a good improvement. Um, you could actually hide behind stuff. <laughs> it, but it just just became, it was just like, we're going to add 10 more guys to this tiny 10, 10 meter by 10 by 10 meter by 10 meter room. Um, mm. And it just, yeah, it just became, okay, I'm just going to run through and kill the guy. Um, and it was, yeah, I'd lost interest in it. Whereas Black Flag was a lot more fun. Um, yeah, but that, that was the answer to my question. Kind of Those two games, I kind of forced my way through. What about you, Clifford? Any, any games? Resident Evil 6. Fuck that game. <laughs> I still haven't bothered. <laughs> Fuck that game. Man, right, I love Resident Evil so much. Like It's one oh, of my yeah, favourite goddamn franchises. 5 was kind of a turning point. People didn't like it. I still liked it because it still had that Resi feel, even though it was an action shooter. Six, I got it, and I was like, all right, yeah, awesome, because they, they, they'd done a sort of demo, and it was really dark and ominous. I was like, oh, they're going back to the beginning. Awesome, it's going to be dark and ominous again. Got it. It was dark and ominous for about 10 minutes, and then it was back to a super action shooter, and it was just like, oh, fuck. They've done it again, but they've done it even worse. I was like, surely it gets better. It's got to get better. I've just spent £50 on this goddamn game. I was playing it, playing it. I, oh, God, that game fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, uh, Is that the one that... Was that the first co-op game? Because I played four, and no, then there was five, one where you... Five, like, five was their first co-op one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where like the end boss was like, I had to punch a boulder or something. I remember punching a big rock at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last one that I played. <clears throat> yeah, uh, the end of five was terrible. Like the the boss was on the the tanker. <laughs> oh, jeez, like, yeah, with the big yeah the big gun thing on the on the back of the boat. And like, yeah, but, but you got to rely oh, on God. the the AI of the um. No, it's not Shiva, is it? That's the the ice summon final fantasy. Um, yeah, I laugh. What's the name? No, I think that might something have, like that. Yeah, it is something Shiva to that. Yeah. And yeah, the uh, um your friend lady person she she's the AI is terrible and so you just yeah. got to rely on her to do certain things and she just doesn't do it. So you just it took me forever. <laughs> that, actually, that was a game I forced. I didn't buy it. I think I borrowed it from a friend, but that's a game I forced myself to finish because I love I love Resident Evil games mm-hmm. and like yeah, I love all the backstory. I love all the story and how they all weave together and then they spoiled it. They most certainly did. Yeah. 
Oh God, I hope they do something good with Resident Evil 7, which I very much doubt because they're releasing that <laughs> stupid goddamn multiplayer Resident Evil. What the f- what the <laughs> hell are they thinking? Oh, oh man, Capcom's just going to keep remaking games until they run out of money to until they run out of games to remake, well, and then they're just going to start from the beginning again. To, to, well, no, this re- is true. Yeah, well, they'll they, remake the remake. Yeah, well, at least they're remaking Resident Evil 2 like a full from the ground up remake. That's going to be cool. That that should be good. So. At least they got one thing possible. Yeah, I've heard right. real positive things about the the remake, re, the re remake, if you will. The hate, the uh, HD to, of the remake. Pick, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to go and um and pick that up. I, I never weird. actually played Resident Evil, so I need to hit it up sometime. It for for, for obviously for a new player, those tank controls can be a bit of a bastard to get used to, but uh, it's just those camera angles and the the, the cinematic shots. It's oh, I love those games. But see, that's the point of the Resident Evil games. It was supposed to be hard to survive. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just shoot yeah. all the zombies. Mm-hmm. Whereas this has become... Shoot all the shoot zombies. Shoot all the zombies, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, I remember, like, because I, I got the Resident Evil, I think, at 1 and 0 on the Wii when they re-released them for them. Yeah. Um, and I said, yeah, and I played them as a kid as well. Like, I played all of them. Um. And it is, I remember, you, there's certain zombies you just can't kill. Like, you're just going to have to choose to run past it. Like, if you can get to the next door, you're going to run to the door rather than shoot the zombie because you want to save that ammo for when you you can't yeah. run to the next door. It's all about that item and management. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they added it in. Like, I don't think it was in the original um, Resident Evil on the PS1 was that you had to burn the bodies. That was on the remake of Resi One, the one yeah. that's on the that come out on the PS4 and GameCube. Yeah, that was so tough. Mm. Uh, that's why I love this HD version because it's of the remake. It's super tough because you get the crimson heads and ugh, it's such a good game. I might have to play it. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I tried doing the I I tried doing the speed run. So you get the like the the secret weapon, and I did it in. Um, like it's four, you're doing it four hours. I did it in four hours and like fifteen minutes. Oh. I was so cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang it, so close. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, awesome. Anyway, uh. we just got onto games we like instead of games that we didn't like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All the video games. Well, yeah. that's the end of the interweb, friends. So we're we're hovering into two hours now. So I'll probably say we'll. Uh, call it an end to episode 13 so uh lucky for some yeah lucky for some definitely lucky for this one because we've now gained a jeremy to the show so welcome <laughs> welcome to the fold good friend welcome to the fold not just a I am jeremy, very happy it's to the be jeremy it's the jeremy <laughs> the podcast <laughs> dark race <laughs> <laughs> and my birthday's on the 13th so that'll work out real well for everybody <laughs> of course oh nice uh, the 13th of next month or Oh no, November, like way far from oh, okay, now. Okay, ages away. So how are you gonna break the news to um Bonfire Side Chat? <laughs> um I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, we'll let I haven't really we'll even thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm on their uh I, I hang out in their Slack all the time since I'm a Patreon whatever with them. Um so I'll probably just mention it in chat tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, hey, I've got a new podcast. <laughs> hopefully some people from over there will listen. So <laughs> Awesome. Sweet. Um, man, we'll, we'll let you go. I'm hoping they'll still and, let and me come on and, and, and do it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go and guest occasionally. 
<laughs> oh well, thanks. Well, I, didn't, I didn't read my contract very carefully, so yeah, we, I didn't we, see if I have a, like exclusivity or something. Yeah, we we <laughs> haven't tied you down to some crazy record label deal. You're not leaving ever. We've got, we, what, what, what people don't realize, we've actually got him tied up with a pair of handcuffs. Yeah, exactly. We actually forced him yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys flew across two or three oceans to get to you know Louisiana and the United States. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So, yes, right. Also, we have, uh, for contacting us, we have new emails for the show. Oh, yeah. You can contact us all individually via our new emails. Uh, So, uh, Vader, where can people find you on Tinterwebs and Uh, whatnot? Yep. Yep. So, our new fancy branded email is mine is VaderVanOden at darkinsight.net. Um, it's all shiny and new, so just send us an email just for fun, um, <laughs> just so we can try it out. And on Twitter, I am at Vader Van Odin, and YouTube, Vader Van Odin, and everywhere else you can think of, Vader Van Odin. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? Um, my new and shiny email address is uh, jeremy at darkinsight.net. That goes directly to my phone, so do not send me any rude pictures. <laughs> um, or I will not respond. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, JG Greer. Uh, that's where I talk to these two guys and everybody else. On, so if you want to have a conversation about something, that's probably the best way to hit me. And then uh, as far as anything else goes, not ECEC on YouTube and Tumblr. And that's really about it. Nice. Awesome. Uh, me, obviously, you can find me. My new email is cliff at darkinsight.net. Nice and easy. Uh, obviously, you can find me on Ootubes, uh, which is Death Note, D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E. And also the same on Twitter, which is at Death Note with the four. Always remember that four because I have to use that because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, you'll only find a couple of Dark Souls videos on my YouTube at the minute but obviously I'm going to start doing those Let's Plays probably with The Division so uh, you expect to see a lot more content from me from then in because I'll be recording a couple of times a week so I'll be putting about two or three videos out every week so keep an eye on that Uh, so on that note I'd like to say thank you to everyone that's tuned in and obviously all the support we get from everyone and growing this podcast and allowing us to get to where we are now and just enjoying time talking about video games and listening to us talk codswallop about video games so yes thank you everyone and i will say tati bye for now catch you later see you around adios oh yes i see you sense a secret within the nightmare and cannot bear to leave it be as if the spirit of Bergenworth lives on within you. Such inquisitive hunters will relish the nightmare. But beware. Secrets are secrets for a reason. And some do not wish to see them uncovered. Especially when the secrets are particularly unseemly. <laughs>